0: Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Nyasha Musa-Grace, I am your host Nyasha. Nana isn't here today, but I've got someone else with me, so I'm going to allow her to introduce herself.
1: Hi, I'm Sherry-Ann Price, I am a service delivery analyst, I work in the IT um, aviation sector, and I overlooked and manage an airline account. And I'm here to discuss my experience and the, the love and hate I had from my hair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Sherry, and for being here with us today. So tell us a little bit more about your hair and maybe share your hair, your hair care experiences from childhood.
1: Um, I can say um, during my childhood, I've always had the comment that my hair was too tough, mm-hmm. my hair... Um, was too thick, mm-hmm. and I had, um, I don't think I had, uh, at, the, at the time, I feel like um, my stepmom felt like she was taking care of my hair to the best of her knowledge, Right, but I felt that looking back, I don't think my hair was taking care of the best of the knowledge, because um, there was time when my hair was when she was washing my hair and it felt like my whole hair was falling out mm. I think it's because the way she was trying to detangle or get rid of the knots you yeah, know yeah and um and I, when she was combing my hair I would sometimes cry because it felt so um tender mm-hmm. but she was um and then she was so she'll take hours because I was very repetitive. Mm-hmm. and um but I think uh, when when I start going to secondary school and sixth form, that's mm-hmm. when I felt more comfortable with my hair because I was hiding it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: tell us, tell us how you were hiding your so,
1: hair. So um, I I hide my hair through just um, I start loving um, wigs and mm-hmm. braids and crochet and um, weaves. That mm-hmm. was how it and things that. I felt like weave made me felt more confident and made me felt more pretty at the time uh-huh. but looking back the weave was doing more damage than good because uh-huh. I can sometimes I will have the weave in my hair for too long you know uh-huh. like uh-huh. more than six eight weeks uh-huh. and then I'll take my hair out and my hair is full of dandruffs uh-huh. and like my hair will clump together uh-huh. because of all the dandruffs uh-huh. and um and um and it my, sometimes my edges will fall out and some bit of my hair will be unbalanced because of how long and how, you know. So yeah. um, at, at the time, that's where I thought I loved. Um, that I love my hair best when I couldn't see it. Yeah. Who was,
0: who was doing things like the weaves and the braids for you? Um, it
1: it was my mom's friend. Um, so my mom's friend, um, works, I lived, I'm originally from Northampton. So that's where I went to, um, primary, sorry, secondary school and sixth form. Right. But I was brought up in Jamaica. So that's where I went to basic school, primary school. Jamaica. Uh, my mom's best friend was the one that did all my weaves and my right. crusher hair when I was going through secondary school and right. sixth form.
0: So why were you keeping it? Was that just a personal preference thing where you thought, I can't take it out yet? No,
1: I felt like my hair was short and wasn't attractive. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, Is this like...
0: because of comments you'd heard? Because we hear this a lot. A lot of our listeners will, you know, they're with you in this. We, I hear it a lot. Even sometimes with Clients that yeah. are bringing either a child to me, yeah. the the language that they will use as to why the child's hair needs to be done can lead to those scars where you feel. I think it's the influence
1: of my childhood where I was experiencing the the same comments from a younger. Know, your hair is too thick. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, it's difficult to comb. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, when I was younger, I had a, a episode where. Um, I had, um, I think it's called fungi where I lost all my hair and I had to grow back my hair and my hair didn't grow back to the length it was prior that. So my dad had to ball my whole head. So I think it was around the age seven and eight that my my whole head had to be balled. And, um, yeah. And then I think because my hair never grew back the same length before I started to hate my hair because I don't, my hair short. It's, Mm -hmm. It's, um, knotty. I can't do anything with it, Mm, mm. you know, and I might as well, and I wanted to feel confident in myself, and I believed at the time, wearing wigs and all those things is how I feel most confident, or how I feel most beautiful, you know, I I couldn't find myself beautiful within my own hair texture. Okay,
0: so so now that leads us nicely to another point. What then helped you to embrace your hair, because you now wear your hair in its natural state. Yeah. You you seem very confident. Yeah. And you are a beautiful woman without <laughs> with or without the weave. Do yeah. you see what I'm saying? So how to explain to our listeners that journey. How did you get from needing to feel confident with the weaves and the wigs, to thinking, well, look, I'm confident and I'm beautiful either way. Yeah. And I can use both, but it's got nothing to do with my
1: confidence. Yeah, nothing to do with my identity. Um, This is going to sound cliche, but I think back in 2016... I had a very bad breakup, mm-hmm. and that led to my self-discovery journey. Luckily, I started working in IT at the same time, so I was joining all my sorrows into work, which I think is the most productive thing to do. <laughs> yes. um, um, and something um, useful. So I decided to go on a self-discovery, because I had a very low self-esteem, mm-hmm. and I wanted to um, find my identity, find my passion, find where where I'm supposed to go in life. Okay. And um, a part of my self-destruction discovery journey was a part of me finding getting closer to god as well Mm -hmm. because i have a good relationship with him now Mm -hmm. and i think it was in back in 2017 i started watching a lot of natural hair community videos and i was like wow afro hair can do that Mm -hmm. did that girl just like she just showed me her hair in a blowout state and now she showed my hair with all the wash and go curls. Mm-hmm. Can our can can our hair do that? Cause I was thinking, I never, I never, I was never exposed to that knowledge. I was right. thinking, no. <laughs> and I was thinking, okay, our hair cannot do that. It's not possible. She must be mixed. That was me, you know. <laughs> no, black hair does not. No, 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 no. And um, I started watching a lot of um wash um natural hair community um. Naturally, Timmy is one of the person that I follow. She's um, her name, um, Tilly, um, Timmy Tolupe. She's really good. She has mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful hair I've ever seen in my life, mm-hmm. and her hair is very thick. Mm-hmm. It's very versatile, mm-hmm. and she has the the most ridiculous shrinkage. But when yes. she stretches her hair, wow! Yeah. Um. Um. And I was watching her, and luckily, my best friend also um has a very long natural hair. So mm-hmm. it wasn't until I start watching natural hair community I approached her and she says, she says Oh, I've been I have my hair naturally for three years now. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen her natural hair always seen under the wig. So right. I always thought she was just like me, but she says, No, no, no. I only um wear a wig during the week mm-hmm. and then um, um at the end of the week I basically just wash my hair and then um Put a wig back on, and mm-hmm. I only wear my hair out in the summer. Yeah, and then she started showing me her hair, and I was like, "Wow, her hair is like a, a wasteland," mm-hmm. you know. And I was like, "Wow." And she was taught. T- she started tell me about her, her, um, things, her hair, hair tips, and mm-hmm. how she managed her hair. Mm-hmm. And she made it clear to me that not because I do this doesn't mean it work for your hair. So you mm-hmm. need to find out what works for your hair. And then I started my hair journey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think it was um. After my after my year of researching, I think it was early 2018 that I started my hair journey. Okay. So I start um trying to find products that best um suits my hair. I mm. most I mostly use Shea Moisture products. So I mm. use Shea Moisture leave-in, and I use Shea Moisture um, curling cream, mm-hmm. and I use water, mm-hmm. and um, I rarely use gel mm-hmm. um in my hair. I realized gel when I first started out I was using a lot of different products because I wasn't sure what works for my hair mm-hmm. but um, over time I discovered that less is more for my hair and I over time I realized that my... I learned the porosity of my hair I realized that my hair absorb water really quickly and then it will go back dry so mm-hmm. I, just, I just know that the best way for me to retain moisture is to make sure that when I'm at home I already wear a scarf on my head and I then, and then every morning I make sure I spray my hair, mm-hmm. or I spray my, my roots as well, because mm-hmm. roots is a wire that um, gets tangled easily, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. also I also become more aware of how to um, making sure that if I have knots and split ends and those things I make sure that I cut them off Mm -hmm. so um that's basically how my hair journey start um at first um I was using doing a lot of protective style so I will have my my hair out my natural hair for like two weeks Mm -hmm. uh, and two weeks for any time of the month so every so every month I will have protective style in like crochet and then um I noticed that my hair was starting to grow and i was like okay cool and but but so far this year i've had my natural hair it's out since january so mm-hmm. i haven't been using any protective style i just what i've just been doing is just keeping my hair in the same kind of hairstyle to reduce manipulation because i know okay. just manipulation can be something that affects um not really affects but you know no no it does it uh, does that, manipulation but, does but affect. too much ventilation can affect your mm-hmm. your can it's called it stagnation, that's the word I'm talking looking yeah. for. So I try to keep my hair in the same um, hairstyle as much as possible. And I realise that leaving my hair alone is that's when it best thrives. So I just yes. I just keep it I in the
0: I think a... to be fair, everyone's anyone with curly hair, yeah. Your hair will thrive when you leave it alone. Yeah. Because it stretches and it springs back and forth. What yeah. tends to happen is people wind up breaking their hair faster than it's growing. So even at work, it's a big thing. It's just like all our clients, keep your hands out of your hair. Yeah. (laughs) If you do that, you allow your hair, you give it the opportunity to grow. And manipulation, like you said, manipulation can do that. So it's really good that what you're doing. So talking about all this, did you have any professional support? Because we're very... very, keen on people having professional support. At the same time, people tell us that their experiences of professional support are very negative. So, was professional support helpful to you? And if not, what do you think needs to change in order for people to enjoy the salon experience?
1: Oh, professional support in a salon. Um, um,
0: um, or from a qualified um, hair No, practitioner. I have
1: not had a professional support. Right. By my knowledge was mostly from um um watching youtubers and right. also my close best friend okay um, and I find that um I do realize that there is a small natural hair salon i'm not really aware of many natural hair salon that focuses on um natural like women going there to do wash and goes or braid outs or you no know, things like that. <laughs> There's a lot more uh, than you I, I don't. Yeah. Real, I'm not aware of <laughs> yeah. them. Okay. okay. I, maybe I think I. I am. I. I think there is, but mm-hmm. I'm not aware of them or where they are within my local community. Right. But I find that at um, most um, black salons, when you try to bring up um, a conversation regarding natural hair or washing goals, they trying to stop it. Right. And I find that they're focusing more on style. Okay. And, um and presentation of the hair that they want to put in your hair over the actual, the care of your hair. Right. And I find that they're more focused on making sure that they do your hair as quickly as possible so they can attend to the next customer. So Mm. it's more about efficiency for them, you know, because it's more, the more customer they can see, the more revenue they can have, you know. And um, I find that's from my experience. Okay. Yeah.
0: Which is valid, Um, because everybody's voice is important. This is why we do this podcast.
1: I do notice that the... The staff that my hairdresser hires cares more about just getting your hair done. Whereas the hairdresser, the owner of the hair salon, she's very knowledgeable in the in what she does. But unfortunately, she's a busy lady. She,
0: so, what so, do you think? What do you think needs to happen if she was to hear this, right? Because this, her,
1: this she she works she rocks her natural hair herself. Yeah. And her hair is beautiful, yeah. um, but um, I guess she puts her trust in her staff to fulfill her responsibility. Because she's not only does she has a, a salon; she specializes in food, she specializes in um, clothes. So she's has she's a dive, She has a diverse profile in what she does. You know, because um,
0: that's one of the things we're trying to do is to hold salon owners accountable. Because yeah. I, I am a qualified trichologist and I'm a qualified hairdresser. Yeah, so I, I know both sides of the coin and I've yeah. also been a client yeah. and one of the things you're not alone in saying what you're saying um, but we need salon owners to hear that it's lovely for you to be diverse and to have loads of different businesses Yeah. however if you don't get one component of your businesses right
1: yeah,
0: it's not going to help you long term yeah. so obviously staffing issues are a big thing and yeah. maybe it's a good idea for salon owners to think about who is running their salon yeah. in the absence? Because you might be passionate, but if your staff are not, yeah. maybe that's something for them to have a listen to. I
1: think I think it's something. I think um, salon owners needs to be to train their staff into appreciation both sides, Okay, knowing being a specialist and able to do weave and um, cuts and relax and and um, braids, but also make sure that they. They're fully aware of how to care and maintain and protect natural hair. So if someone wants to come to the salon to do a wash and go, uh, you should fulfill it properly. And while doing it, you can you can speak to the person about their hair texture, how their hair how you, their hair feels in your hand, yeah. and you can advise them the best. You can educate ba- them. Yeah, educate them. Based on their hair type, yeah, not based exactly. on your hair type. No. So, like, the, if the person comes to your salon again, mm-hmm. they can know. Okay, if they come to your salon, they can, can say like, you know what? I try wash and go based on the instruction the instruction gave me, yeah. and it turned out well. Because yeah. a lot of people who go to the salon will say that I can't do my wash and go properly. Because yeah. people, you will do your wash and go, but you can't get the definition that you want. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so. If you if you can get if a, a hairdresser can do a wash and go and let you feel confident in your own skin mm-hmm. and let you leave the salon, that is even a good experience. when you ask for a weave, you know? yes,
0: so, yes.
1: So um, that's all I'm saying. I, I think I need uh, you
0: to say that a little bit louder. <laughs> <laughs> no, because this is the thing we say as well. Even with our clients, I, I'm always telling people consultations are so important. Don't let somebody do your hair unless you've had a consultation because if they cannot give you a proper consultation, already you know that the information that they're going to give you is probably not going to serve you. So there's a lot that does need to change, but what do you think we need to do? Yeah, we have to move on. What do you think we need to do so that our, you know, as a community, what else do we need to do? So obviously staffing, training, education, yeah. just uh, better uh, you know, standards uh, from salons and salon owners. However, as a community, as all of us, as black yeah. women, what do we need to do so that our hair is more than just a trend?
1: More than just a trend. Um, obviously I'm not really um, expert in the, um, the hair um, aspect, but I don't know, can you start from the course you know because do people who go into hairdresser don't they have sometimes do courses at no, college or no. university all times
0: anytime that somebody is being paid to do hair yeah they are supposed to be certified
1: yeah okay so I'm, that's what i'm saying <laughs> starting from the certification aspect yeah when they're being taught on the course mm-hmm. does the course has a a generic overview of hair or does it does it specialize in it, different hair types depends. and how to take care of it? That's what I'm saying. We, can start, we can start from the course itself mm-hmm. and how the course educates the person. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I that agree. Makes it, so I the course agree. itself. So if the, if the, co- the course is um, specifying if the course research and content is based on the Caucasian hair, then that's not useful. But if the course and content has information... Most
0: interesting qualifications just take into account hair. But specialization is something that comes from, it's more than just one facet of it. So yeah. theory, having theoretical knowledge yeah. does not necessarily translate to practice. That's true. So one of the things that is needed, especially when it comes to black hair, yeah. is more people willing to work with students to train.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: obviously, yes, the quality but, of the education yeah. does need to improve. Yeah. So I had to do, in order to understand natural Afro hair yeah. and Afro-textured hair, I had to go to a college that specializes in that. They are few and far between, but they're there. And the lovely thing about World of Braiding and Extensions is they do have a home certification program, so people yeah. don't have to travel to them like I did. Okay. And also, they're available, they're, um, it's the, their qualification is recognized in in America, it's okay, recognized in the goodness. UK, it's recognized in a lot of African countries, so it's one of the, it's the premium college for training and understanding okay. of, of Afro I, hair.
1: Um, I think having one, having a college that specializes, it's, like, it's like a niche market which is yeah, good, yeah. but if um, that college and other um, black hairdresser owners can, participate in um, influencing other colleges to um, adapt their courses to consider natural um, black hair. To specialise in Yeah. yeah. As not not just special, but you put it a part of their course content because you you have a course which is business, and then within the content, the lectures kind of influence what what content you research, you learn. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, that
0: does exist. The problem with that though is it winds up being so. Let's say for example, you walk into any black hairdresser. Yeah. They can do a white person's hair because during training, yeah, we've got white models available to us. Yeah, Right? Yeah. When it comes to a white hairdresser, they'll have done exactly the same course, they know exactly the same information, yeah. but because there isn't enough black models, yeah. they don't ever get to work on a model. So if you then walk into a white hair salon, They'll just tell you, I can't do it. Not because they don't know how to, but because they just have not had the hours of okay. exposure. So when it's a specialist thing, if it becomes mandatory for people to specialize in every hair texture to at least make sure...
1: Yeah, I mean, that, it's that's, a private, that's, that's I think that's, that's the standard that's we should it, be aiming that's for. You know? That's what I'm trying to say. It yeah. should be mandatory for all cultures Every hairdresser. be able to specialize in all hair type. Yeah. It should be mandatory and it, yeah. it starts from the education system. Because if yes. you have to be qualified yeah. to be a hair specialist, mm-hmm. then it should start from the content and the course that you have to okay. research. And what do, do you
0: think? Because now. Speaking from the other side of the styling chair, one of the biggest complaints is that a lot of black hair salons feel or at least stylists feel Disrespected by clients because people assume they are not educated And therefore people are not willing to pay a fair price So if you look at the pricing for maybe say a wash and blow-dry in a Caucasian hair salon And you look at the prices there's a lot more work that goes into caring for Curly hair. And the curlier your hair, the more the work, especially for it to not be a traumatizing experience. So it's very slow. Yeah. But people aren't willing to pay the price. What can we do so that people, black women especially, understand? Because a lot what happens is I will have people that will spend three, four, five hundred pounds on their extensions. Yeah. And they want it done properly. Doesn't hurt. No breakage. No nothing. Yeah. They want it done in four hours. mm for stupid money, mm.
1: what
0: do we, what can we do as a community about that?
1: And that's a difficult question mm. because um, I I don't I think there are some clients which are problematic, but I don't think every single client is problematic. And I do notice that um, clients will clients tend to go to the same hairdresser over and over again if they feel comfortable and trust mm-hmm. that hairdresser. Mm-hmm. So if a person goes to a salon and have a bad experience there, they mm-hmm. will speak their mind, they mm-hmm. will pay the price they want to pay and not return. But if they if they are feel if they trust the the salon owner and the experience there, they're willing to wait to yes. be seen and they're willing to pay whatever price that the hairdresser asks for. But the problem is that when you when you become a regular customer over time, that customer expects to have favors or discount.
0: And I think that's only right. That's only yeah. fair.
1: It's it's nice. I think with anything yeah.
0: that you do, you over want time. incentivize. Yeah. You over want time. incentivization. Oh. So I I see no problem with that. And the funny thing is, any salon right or any trained stylist knows that that's yeah. part of what you do in your jobs so you yeah. always give your clients either you give them a free head massage you can even add i don't there's so many intense and incentives the, so the, you the, the, think the, the, the black is, salons need to do this a bit better is that the, what we're the, saying the
1: problem is that um i think black salons should not make it so obvious that there's favoritism <laughs> because okay. i mean like right well where because when you if someone's if there's a new customer that comes to you yeah. you they need to have the same experience as your regular customer, yeah, and that's how you retain business, okay? Standard. so um if you're if they can see that your regular customer comes in and I say, "Oh Charlene, yeah, give me that one, five pounds, yeah okay, give me that one, 20 pounds yeah mm-hmm. okay uh oh, i have a uh I have a, a funeral to go to today at once, so can you can you come and do my hair please yeah and yeah. Uh, yeah. and then she was like this person was before this yeah. and this person was yeah. like i was before you um my appointment's at 10 o'clock and now uh, she's like i'm a regular customer and i just arrived okay you can come okay get your hair done and then the regular customer got hair done and it's gone and i don't think that should be the case i understand that's a regular customer but i think if a customer, it's bad business practice. If a customer um, has come, if you agree a time slot for that customer, you should give that time slot to that customer. Even if that regular customer is a regular customer, if she didn't make an appointment, just simply say that I will assist you when I'm next available, or ask them can you ask them to give you an appointment. Because when you show favoritism, it makes a, a favoritism, and also give different price. So if you're paying a new customer, asking thirty five pound for a um, a braid. And then the regular customer comes in and you say, I'm only going to charge you £20. That's just obvious to the new client that something's not right. And but they
0: might have built up their loyalty points and they've got enough true. to give them that a, is true.
1: Well, a it's discount. That's it's, it's, true. <laughs> I'm playing
0: devils. Advocate. It's, the way,
1: it's the way you portray yourself. Yeah. Okay? Cause like, it's how it's done. It's how it's done. Because a lot of regular customer is very vocal. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not like they will come in the, the salon and be do it. And be so, quiet. basically,
0: the, the stylist needs to better manage. Yeah, so, their, if, their so, if so
1: if someone comes in and say, Yeah, just charge me 25 pounds for that, you can you don't have to make the conversation so loud for the, the other customers. Mm-hmm. So you can simply put them to style and say, Yeah, sure, no problem. You know, because it makes sense that over time, you build a rapport, and then obviously you experience so then
0: maybe the language that is used, they yeah, can say, can I use some of my loyalty points? Yeah. And at least new clients will be aware of the fact that, oh, there's a loyalty scheme yeah, here? Yeah, I
1: think it's the language um, and their approach as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, their language and their approach. So you... It's just in my role, I can manage different circumstances according to the circumstances according to the person's personality. Yeah. You can't have one approach for everything. That's so If true. you have a favorite customer comes in, okay, and they're making a lot of noise in the, in, the, in the air salon because they can, you can just, you don't have to shout back at them. You can let them tell them to come over to you and you speak to them in private, you know, which mm. is fine. And then the new customer won't see that there's such favouritism because if they see you charging someone £25 you ask them £35 they will question you about it Mm. and they will and a lot of um, um, customers if they feel like you should be charged, if you're charging that person £25 I need to be charged £25 as well and they will give you £25 because a lot of customers
0: are like that what about that's very interesting just because say for example we'll run off in a minute but maybe one more thing in terms of price scales yeah so say for example somebody with shoulder length afro thick curly hair should they be charged the same as somebody who doesn't have hair that is that long that thick that dense and isn't going to take that long to do
1: no i think people um i think there should be a, a if there's going to be a fixed charge i think the fixed charge should give a uh Uh, Length against it If that makes Mm -hmm, sense mm -hmm. So people understand If you between So I can say Between this This length And this length Will charge you 35 pounds Okay So that at least um, That could be In small print That that can be In small print You know I
0: think you see The problem with Things like that Being in small print I think it needs to be Obvious, and people yeah. just need to know upfront. Yeah, only yeah. because somebody else might have long hair, yeah. but it's not dense.
1: Yeah, it might think, not
0: be as thick. Yeah, therefore, it won't take as long. Yeah. So, I suppose you can never get it a hundred percent right. But if there's clear communication between both parties,
1: if you're between this length and this length, is how much you charge. Okay, it's, it's fine. Because obviously, someone' hair is longer and mm-hmm. thicker and denser, and it's have. Find, it's much finer, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, because uh-huh. some people here it's just it's, full. it's very different. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, that needs to be communicated with the customer yeah. themselves, so they can understand that. And I think it's also how the address are communicate with the customer. Yeah. It's like you have to charge you professionalism. Have, it's, it's just professionalism how you communicate because you can you can convince somebody into paying more um, based on your approach. Just yeah. how marketing yeah people a salesperson can yeah. a salesperson can communicate to you something which is basic and make it seem premium yeah. and win a business yeah uh, an agency can do the same it's just just, just your approach and you mm-hmm. just need to know and also it's really good to observe the customer personality mm-hmm. because at least if you um, you would know how to best speak to them, you know, mm-hmm. because that's really important. Because the different personality, you can have different approach. Some people you have to be sturdy with and it, so and some people you don't have to be. You can simply be. By the way, um, as you can see, um, has, I'm having severe difficulties with your hair, yeah. and you 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 told me that based on your previous experience that um, some areas have been really very. um, um um, very intense rough. with your hair, yeah. and you wanted me to be more sensitive. Based on this, it will co- take longer than expected. Are you mm-hmm. okay with? Me spending this much time, mm, and based yeah. on the time I'm spending in your hair, I will be charging more. Are you mm-hmm. okay with this? So mm-hmm. at least be upfront from yeah. the start about Which how long it will take. Is and why
0: we stress consultations yeah. <laughs> because
1: the concert, be upfront, like because I can if you look, do the yeah. person's hair and yeah. then charge them afterwards, they will go mad. But if you tell them oh. upfront, by yeah. the way, it's how much. Just just is how much you will cost based yeah. on your hair type. Is this okay? And then like people like transparency and honesty. Yeah. So if you are transparent to them expectation would be like I have to pay more but yeah. if you're doing their hair and then tell them afterwards that's the best way to get someone angry they're like of course it says 35 pound hair why are you charging me that yeah. and yeah. the person doesn't want to hear that anymore because they're like you tell me all these things now I don't want to hear it
0: that's poorly mm-hmm. handled but yeah it's been lovely we could yeah. carry on yeah. we could go on so you probably will have to come back at another time yeah another point um what's one thing that I think you would like to let our our listeners know especially young girls who are coming up who might feel the way you felt when you were young and they they feel that they need to in order for them to find their confidence in the weave and the wig and you know that's necessary what do you want to leave them with to help them be where you are with your hair um, without needing to wear weaves and wigs so that those things are yeah it's something we can use yeah but that's not where our confidence comes from
1: um, I think the best thing to say is realize that you're unique and your hair is your hair, and your hair cannot your hair cannot be like somebody else's hair, and notice that. And once you learn to accept that, everything else will fall into place. And also, you could um use other inspiration, hair inspiration, as a guidance uh-huh. or as a uh, guidance on how you can take care of your hair, uh-huh. but don't use that as a set in stone to say that your hair has to be like that person you know it's just it's just guidance it's just guidance of how and then through that you can play around and discover your hair yourself and then when you learn to love your hair Mm -hmm. um, then everything else will fall into place so whatever it starts with self-love so whatever people say that your hair is it doesn't matter because you and you yourself has a personal relationship with your hair Mm -hmm. so no one can tell you more about your hair than yourself and also if it helps um, you can find a salon that specializes in natural hair and mm-hmm. get consultation from somebody mm-hmm. who can spend time in your hair and tells you what your hair's is, texture is, mm-hmm. its density, its porosity, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et and they can mm-hmm. let you know, okay, this is best used for your hair. Because if you go to a regular salon that might not have that exp- um, not expertise, in, but specialty. So they don't specialize uh, in natural yeah. hair. So mm-hmm. um you may not know that. So it's best to just... Learn to love your hair for what it is, and um, use find an inspiration on YouTube or a natural or or a, a social media inspired um, mm-hmm. influencer, and also go to someone that you can consult mm-hmm. because. An expert is best to tell you how. Yes. Yeah. You see, where,
0: where I think a lot of people do things by trial and error, I can look and I can diagnose. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people who are trained to handle natural yeah. hair can... Just like with Caucasians. You know, you look at the problem, you can see, okay, tweak this, tweak that. What's yeah. in You know, you look at what's in the ingredients, what's your diet like, what's this. There's a lot of things that we do know yeah. that influencers and YouTubers are finding out by trial and error and they yeah. don't understand the science behind that. Yeah. So it's like, you know what, most... Good Salons will give you a free consultation. So I hope you guys take on board what sherri has said. And on that note, we're going to say, sherri thank you so much. Oh, Thank you. I've we, enjoyed talking to you and look thank forward you, to too. having you back.
1: No problem. Anytime. <laughs> Just give me a time and date and I'll be there. Very good. See you guys next time.